This is Ozarks at Large for Friday, December 9th, 2022. This is your public radio station, 91.3 KUAF. Thanks to everyone who has supported us during this season of giving fundraiser. You still can at supportkuaf.com. With me in the Anthony and Susan Hoy News Studio, Michael Tilley with Talk Business and Politics. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me again here, oh. at, here at the seat of power. <laughs> Always great to have you in the studio. It's been a couple of weeks. Yes, we had Thanksgiving and then... I couldn't make it last week, so here we are. We have some catching up to do. Well, let's start with home sales. We have been talking about home sales for much of 2022, and I think every time I say, wait, how how are they still up? Well, uh, they, aren't. They, they are not now, and we can thank uh, Mr. Powell and the Federal Reserve um, for that, jacking up interest rates to presumably contain inflation. Uh, but um, And this is not just the Fort Smith Metro. We're seeing this all over the country. Uh, but through October, between January and October, uh, there were 3,309 home sales in the area. That's down a little over 10%, um, which is not a lot. Uh, the value of the home, those home sales was $716.6 million. That's up 1.2%. Um, the average home price in the first 10 months was 216000 a little over 216,000. That's much better than the 191, almost 192,000 uh, in the same period last year. So it's really kind of easy to see with these numbers. We're seeing the value in those homes sold remain still for a bit. Mm-hmm. The numbers coming down. Um, and so it, that's obviously a product. It's not. From what I'm hearing from, like, Ashley Milton, executive broker with Chuck Fawcett, who helps provide the numbers and provide some analysis and some other realtors, they're not seeing a supply-demand issue. It's just that people are saying, whoa, these interest rates, you know, that, you know, yeah. look, less than, what, four or five months ago, you could get a, three, a little over 3% on what a What is it now? Year, uh, closer to 7 Well, that's a huge yeah. difference. So you're adding several hundred dollars a month um, to the mortgage. So people are... Slowing down is forcing some sellers also. You know, there was that time you could, you know, put $200,000 price on a $180,000 home and, you know, people would line up for it. And offer you more, perhaps. Those days yeah. are somewhat over, according to Ashley. Uh, and she's talking about now people are having to get more clever on financing. Sellers are having to do more in terms of making their property better, working with buyers on price. So, which is normal. I was going to say, is this a correction? Yeah, is that so, the right word to well, use? Well, so for the last two years or so in the Fort Smith metro, it's been a lot like northwest Arkansas. You you know, it was a seller's market big time. Um, so there was really not a lot of balance. And that's what's drove, driven up prices. And you've reported on it here, this home affordability mm-hmm. problem, if not crisis in northwest Arkansas. That's a lot of it. Um, but in the Fort Smith metro – we're seeing that, seeing that come out. Sebastian County, um, for example, um, their home sales for the first ten months fell from one thousand seven hundred ninety last year to one thousand five hundred twenty-four this year. So that was a big jump. And Sebastian County is about forty-six percent of the metro home sales through October. So if we're returning to normal, that means construction is easing up. Yeah, not so much. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh. That's the other thing um, that I just have to believe that interest rates are going to catch up with also. Um, it could be a lagging indicator sort yeah. of situation. But the construction permits in the Fort Smith Metro, which we look at Greenwood, Van Buren, and the city of Fort Smith, uh, totaled 445, almost $446 million through the first 11 months of the year. That's up 48%. And that's, we've well, we're well into a record. The record... Uh, for those three sit combined record for those three cities last year was last year and it was three hundred and forty three million. So a wow. hundred million over um that record. Um in Fort Smith, we've seen for the first eleven months permits almost three hundred and thirty four million, up th- around thirty percent. Uh in Greenwood, the uh or excuse me, in Van Buren Permit activity is up 187%. Wow. They had a school uh, building. Sure, and They right. had the um, Simmons Food. So we may have to put an asterisk on this year going forward. But in Greenwood, the permit value 
uh, is up almost 45% higher. So all three cities, you know, there's not just one. And that's another thing if you're looking at a regional economy that you want to, you want to see. You want to see some broad, you want to see good dispersion of growth. And that's what we're seeing in construction. But um, we're seeing somewhat of a tick lower on the housing side. What's really driven it this year? Some pretty big commercial projects. You know, Mercy's 162 right. million. So we'll see how those fall off next year. And and like with home sales, what kind of normal we return to. Finally, uh, like we mentioned earlier, we have not talked for three weeks. So this whole River Valley Re- Relief medical marijuana story, uh, the the um, cultivation license has been revoked by the Medical Marijuana Commission of this Fort Smith-based um, entity. Where do we stand now? Well, th- to start with, this is the oddest legal thing. I, I've covered a lot of um, civil cases, civil litigation over the years. This is called by far the oddest thing. So um, this all follows under medical marijuana regulations. Essentially, this group called 2600 Holdings sued the Arkansas Department of Finance Administration, which is the parent agency of the Medical Marijuana Commission, saying you granted in error a license to River Valley Re- Relief to build a cultivation center, and we want that license. They took it to Pulaski County Circuit Court. I got to tell you, I, I always felt like this was, there's no way, mm-hmm. because River Valley Relief's been operating for over two years. They've invested $8 million, more than $8 million. And isn't the complaint they, that, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but isn't the complaint not that um, River Valley Relief forged or said anything no. wrong? It's just that the commission... The yeah. argument was shouldn't have granted them yeah, based on something the else. The argument was that the commission gave River Valley Relief too much leniency in making some adjustments to the application. But everything River Valley Relief did was approved by. Right. The, they didn't, it's not like they were, you know. They didn't lie on the yeah. application or anything like that. So everything like that. they did was, and it was all transparent, it was all approved by the commission. Furthermore, River Valley Relief was giving no standing in court. They were not allowed to defend themselves. Yeah. So they've got an eight more than eight million dollar investment, seventy five jobs in this ongoing facility that's been active for more than a couple of years. But anyway, the Pulaski County Circuit Judge Herb Wright uh, ruled in early November that the license has got to go. So the commission has since uh, revoked the license. Although uh, River Valley Relief has appealed, there's there are essentially a couple of appeals. They're appealing that ruling. And they've also appealed to the Arkansas Supreme Court to, to overturn the Pulaski County Circuit Court ruling. But this is an odd case. And it's going to, if it stands, it could create a precedent where if you've been given a license, someone could sue the state without you ever having the ability to defend yourself in court. And you lose your license and all your investment. So it's an, it's an interesting case. And I... I'm not here to defend River Valley Relief or anybody. I'm just saying this is that's just the way it is and it's been a it's been interesting to watch how this has been adjudicated. Well, and you can read about, you know, I suggest going to talkbusiness.net and and reading this from the beginning because it's it is so interesting. A couple of thoughts I have is um okay, if you are an entity that didn't you were not an error or even if you were an error, you were not ever told you were an error. It wasn't intentional. Shouldn't there be some sort of relief for you to help get some of the investment back. Again, if you were given the license by the MMC. Uh, apparently not. That's not been raised. Um, and the judge, I, you know, I I read through this ruling on November 3rd. I didn't see any out uh, wow. in that ruling. It was just that, um, I mean, he ruled against the state of Arkansas that you issued this license uh, in error. So, and, and, and so the state isn't on the hook for the to help pay back? No. Wow. And the other so thing— So the only loser— is River Valley right. Relief that didn't that's never had a day in court yet. So as of now, the license has been revoked. Does that mean? But they're still operating. Okay, they can that's still what's operate. Until... There's a hearing later in December, and then possibly they could be allowed to operate. Um, you know, maybe the Supreme Court provides an injunction against mm. the Pulaski County Circuit Court ruling, and they can continue to operate. River Valley Relief says they've got a little over six million dollars in product. That's in process or being sold. So that's another question. If their license is revoked, so far the conventional wisdom is that they'll be able to sell anything 
that was processed prior to a hard year of licenses revoke date. So okay. we'll see how that goes. You can read about all of this and so much more at <laughs> talkbusiness.net. Michael, thank you. You're welcome, sir. This is Ozarks at Large with me. To my left, along with Matthew, is our resident Santa Claus, Ryan Versi. Hello, Ryan. Hey, Kyle. How's it going? Pretty good. You've got some things to give away throughout the show today. I suppose I should come in saying ho, ho, ho. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great job title, by the way. Resident Santa? Yeah. I'll take it. He's our RSC. Resident Santa Claus. (laughs) RSC. Love it. Yeah. All right, what do we have to give away? This is the holiday giveaway for KUAF. So I have the winners of the 2022 holiday giveaway. Um, let's start with Pearl's Books. So Pearl's Books has one of two $50 gift cards. Um, well, they have two. The winner is going to win one of the two. Let's put gotcha. it that way. We have Rhonda Sutton of Rogers. All right. Um, and as well as Catherine Little of Bentonville. Those are the two winners for the Pearl's Books $50 gift cards. And, of course, Pearl's in downtown Fayetteville. That's right. Oh, yeah. Up next, we have Woodstone, one of the one of my favorite pizza places here in town, if I'm allowed to say that. Uh, You're yeah, the resident Santa Claus. I'm, I'm the resident Santa Claus, yeah. So, um, Sanjit Gupta of <gasps> Fayetteville. All right. Congratulations. That's $100 at Woodstone. Ooh. You yeah. can get you, yeah. You're not gonna go home hungry. You're gonna find out you have friends. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna now. If you go, if it's just one or two of you and you go, that hundred dollars is gonna go a long way. That's yeah. at least two dinners. Yeah. If you take Kyle Collins with you, it it, it may not last quite as if long. If you take me or Kyle, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll probably just get the meatballs and you can have a whole piece of it yourself. There you go. Yeah. See, I'd be easy. I'd be easy. <laughs> All right, Biotech Pharmacal. In Fayetteville, they have a $100 gift card for Michelle Parks of Prairie Grove. Nice. Yeah, Michelle? That's great. Thanks, Michelle. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. All right. Two tickets to the 2023 Hillberry Music Festival. Ooh. Does this include everything? Is this camping and everything? We will have to double check. Okay. I believe so. All right. Wow. I believe so. That is Jack Little of Bentonville. Very All nice. right. Excellent. All right. We'll just stop right there for now. Cool. We've done books. We've done pizza. We've done vitamins. Done music festivals. Right. I can't wait to see what's next. What a wide variety. Yeah. All right. We'll be back with more winners later this hour. KUAF is supported by David Adams Fine Jewelers, wishing everyone happy holidays and encouraging local shopping, offering handmade jewelry in platinum, gold, and silver, diamonds, and precious gemstones on the corner of Block and Center on the Fayetteville Downtown Square or at davidadams.com. Sona, the Symphony of Northwest Arkansas, continues its main stage season Saturday, January 7th at Walton Arts Center, performing William Grant Still's Mother and Child, Leonard Bernstein's Chichester Psalms, featuring the Sona Singers, and Henrik Gorecki's Symphony of Sorrows, featuring soprano Miriam Khalil. This emotional program evokes the love that exists across time between a mother and her child. Tickets at sonamusic.org. This is Ozarks at Large. I'm Matthew Moore. Thank you for being with us on this Friday. As we are on our last day of the season of giving on-air fundraiser, we want to take just a moment to remind you that now's the time to give a gift. If you haven't had a chance to do so yet, you can do that by going to supportkuaf.com. We get it. Often the news and events of the day can leave us feeling overwhelmed and sometimes even a little bit hopeless. On public radio, we're committed to offering perspective and context to the news of the day so you feel connected to community and empowered to make our community and world a better place. By sticking to the facts and being committed to civil and enlightening dialogue, KUAF helps inform you so you can make your own decisions about how to react and act. Your investment in KUAF today is a way to add your voice to civil dialogue in our community. So please, Join us with a gift today. You can do that by going to supportkuaf.com. If you'd prefer to do it over the phone, we're happy to do that as well. That phone number is 479-575-2556. You know, when you think about it, KUAF is a reflection of what you value in news coverage. We're independent. 
independent journalism really for independent thinkers. I think I heard Ryan Bercy say that earlier this week. We're also commercial-free. That means we don't get revenue from commercial announcements. We do have underwriting announcements, but they're not the same thing. We get the majority of our funding from you and listeners just like you. That's the people who use the service and value independence in their lives and their communities. So we turn to you right now during this season of Giving Fundraiser and ask you to make a contribution at supportkuaf.com. When you do that, really, you're helping keep us incredibly independent because we answer we don't have shareholders. We've got listeners. Right. I mean, if you were listening to the news yesterday about the New York Times, you were hearing about their strike. Yep. You're hearing about how folks are upset because shareholders are the ones getting the money and CEOs are the ones getting the money. We answer to you, listeners. You are the people who support this. And by supporting that, we are indebted to you. So take some time today. Think about how much you rely on what we offer you here at KUAF, whether it's through Ozarks at Large, All Things Considered, Fresh Air, and make a gift that matches how much you rely on that integrity, that independence. And you can make that gift at supportkuaf.com. Great news. It's Friday. Even greater news. On the phone with me from Bella Vista is Becca Martin-Brown, Features Editor of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Hello, Becca. You are very kind, Kyle. Thank you. I have this plan for the Fridays between now and the end of the year. I'm calling it the Friday Five. I, I like this. And I like this. It's the five things that, on my personal recommendation, I think would be great for you to do this weekend. And then we'll throw in some extras at the end because, you know, I can't limit myself to five. <laughs> so it's Friday five plus. So number one, in no particular order, is a two to Christmas at Arkansas Public Theater. Two-person show, but more than two characters. And if there's something like 20 characters, male and female, all different ages, funny and weird, and with a lot of somewhat serious morals of the story hidden in the laughter. Showtimes are 8 o'clock today and tomorrow, 2 o'clock on Sunday, and again December 15th through 18th at Arkansas Public Theater at the Victory and Rogers. Tickets start at $25. And the Zephyr Blevins Gallery at the Victory is showing 12 artists who have created fish to go with a tuna Christmas. I like that. I, I think that's very clever. Number two, an old-time radio Christmas, too. This is one of the off-season shows at Fort Smith Little Theater, which basically means it lasts for one e- weekend. It's general admission seating. Ticket prices are $7. And in this particular case, it's sort of a Christmas review, kind mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. They're doing it as though the radio station is broadcasting Christmas stuff in the 70s. So what that means is you get, like, seasonal songs by the Carpenters. Oh, interesting. But then they're also doing live commercials like the shows from the 40s and 50s. I got you. This will happen at 7.30 today and tomorrow that's it. It's gone forever. You can find out more at fslt.org. Number three is a very Sona Christmas. And in addition to the Sona Singers, which have been around for a while, directed by Terry Hicks, this time the UA Inspirational Chorale is going to perform too. So that should be wonderful fun. Yes. That's 80 singers in the Sona Singers and another dozen or more in the Chorale and all the musicians, and they're going to do playwright and the Nutcracker Suite and Oh Holy Night and so everybody will come together for Handel's Hallelujah Chorus and it should be fun. This happens at 2 and 7.30 on Saturday. Two shows only, then it's gone. Tickets start at $36 at the Walton Art Center and then on Sunday you can come back and see the orchestra play the soundtrack for the Snowman a Family Concert. Number four, 
I love this show, and I miss it terribly from the Art Center of the Ozarks. And it's done as part of the rotation every third year at Arkansas Public Theater in Rogers. But this year, the best Christmas pageant ever is happening at Trike Theater in Bentonville. Here's the premise. The Herdman children are the worst kids in town. They lie, steal, smoke cigars, swear, pick on other children, and show up for auditions for the church Christmas pageant because they heard there would be cookies. And because they intimidate everybody, they end up being cast (laughs) as Joseph, Mary, and the wise men. Right. And the rest is a lot of lessons learned for everybody. And it happens at 7 o'clock today, 3 and 7 tomorrow, again at 7 on December 16th, and 3 and 7 on December 17th at Trikes Theater in Bentonville, and tickets are $15 at trikestheater.org. Number five is free. It is Christmas at the Hawkins House at the Rogers Historical Museum. It's the turn of the 20th century, and the Hawkins family would like to invite you into their home for Christmas Eve. They've decorated sort of based on Twas the Night Before Christmas, and you'll see the fact that the tree was decorated with homemade decorations, popcorn garlands, paper cornucopias, and some store-bought stuff. You know, occasionally something store-bought. And same with the gifts. And if you're just looking for something to put you in the Christmas mood, this really ought to do it. The museum's having a holiday open house from 10 to 2 tomorrow. And you can tour the Hawkins house during that time. And then it will remain decorated for the holidays and open for tours through the end of the year. Now, if you're looking for other inspiration... Arts Live Theater in Fayetteville is doing a new adaptation of a story you probably know. It's called It's a Wonderful Life, right? Right. I love that right that's at the end of this. Set in high school, 7 o'clock today, 2 and 7 tomorrow, and 2 on Sunday at Arts Live at 818 North Sang Avenue, and tickets are $10 and up. There's an author talk at 1 o'clock Saturday that I would love to be at, The author is Nancy Bunting, and she wrote a book called The Gallant Edith Bratt, J.R.R. Tolkien's Inspiration. This happens at the Bentonville Public Library at 1 o'clock Saturday, and it's free. And be sure and check out The Fish if you go by Arkansas Public Theater, because I find them really cool and fascinating. So check out The Fish in the little gallery there. And we'll check out what's going on next week. Next week with Becca. Becca Martin-Brown is the featured editor of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Thank you, Becca. In the background is pianist Edward Simon, and I'm Robert Ginsburg, your host for Shades of Jazz. On this week's edition of the show, we'll feature music from Edward Simon. He'll be appearing at Walton Arts Center later this month. We'll also hear from Hank Mobley, Jackie McLean, and much more. Tune in to Shades of Jazz right here on KUAF. Shades of Jazz this evening at 10 on KUAF and from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on KUAF 3 tomorrow. This is Ozarks at Large with me in the Bruce Ann Applegate News Studio 2, along with Kyle Kellums, is our resident Santa Claus, Ryan Versa. We've got some more giveaways to give away. That's right, boys and girls. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> yeah, so we have... Um, few more things to give away actually quite a few more things to give away um real quick the winners will all receive an email sometime throughout the course of the day yes um explaining how to claim their prize uh some of the gift cards we have here in studio others will be left at sort of i guess will call a will call for a store a will call for a store yeah so all right up next we have kalamas plastic surgery Mm -hmm. one of three 100 Mm. gift cards so we have three winners for this the first being Gail Raymond of Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. The second being Susan Ward of Bentonville. Mm-hmm. And the third being Jerry Ewing of Tulsa. Oh. oh. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Look at that. Out of state. Out All of right. state winners, yeah. Congratulations to those people. And then up next we have a family membership, and get this, two ah. homemade candles from the Botanical Garden of the Ozarks. I love that. I love the membership, too. Oh, yeah. I love going there. Just if you're ever like stressed out, it's a great place to go. Yeah, Tara and I are planning a trip at some point real soon. Speaking of, wow, a winner who has the same first name as my wife. Wow. It's not my wife, I promise. I promise I did not. <laughs> yeah, Tara Hollums. 
of Bentonville. Right. Congratulations. Very good. Bentonville representing That's in right. the winner's circle. That's right. Yeah. Up next, we have one of three $100 gift cards from Fossil Cove Brewery. Mm-hmm. So there's three winners here. One, Dylan R. Hollums of Uh-oh. Bentonville. Oh, sounds like we maybe have a household there that got the garden and oh, the wow. beer. You know what? Nice. It does sound like it. All right. And it actually looks like it, too. Oh. Even though one of them spelled their name with one less L than the other. Well. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Cool. Didn't even notice that. Mm-hmm. Um, up next, Allison Taylor of Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, Jessica Skeds of Prairie Grove. Fantastic. Date night pottery wheel class for two from the Community Creative Center. Another one that I thought would be a good idea for Terry and myself. Laura Chandler, however, of Fayetteville is the winner of that. Nice. Congratulations to Laura. And we'll do one more when we stop, right? You bet. Cool, let's do it. All right, so speaking of Tara, (laughs) there are one of two gift cards for the Commons Bar and Cafe at Theater Square. Nice. So, yeah. Where you can get a Fossil Cove beer, among other local brews. Absolutely. Rachel L. of Rogers, Arkansas. Very nice. As well as Taylor K. of Fayetteville. All right. So, congratulations to those winners. And we still have one, two, a few more. All right. This time, beer, candles. Pottery. Food. And something else. Sorry, I don't remember everything. But it was the pottery, yeah. Yeah. All right. Very good. Awesome. We'll be back with some more winners later this hour. This is Ozarks Large. I'm Kyle Kellums. I'm Matthew Moore. This is the Season of Giving Fundraiser on KUAF, our last weekday for this Season of Giving, giving Fundraiser. So just a few hours today left to encourage you to Become a member of KUAF or renew your membership or give a gift membership. You can do that all at supportkuaf.com. KUAF is a shared service. You're among thousands of listeners in northwest Arkansas, the Arkansas River Valley, parts of Oklahoma and Missouri who listen and probably listen every day. Funding all the journalism you hear on KUAF is a shared investment. We all share the cost of all of NPR's reporting with hundreds of other public radio stations around the country. We can't make this investment each year without your help. It's as simple as that. We rely on voluntary contributions from our listeners to fund all of our national, international, and local reporting. This, I think you would agree, is a critical time to be informed, which makes it a critical time to give if you can. And seeing as how we're in the last few hours of the Season of Giving fundraiser, even more critical if you haven't done so yet. It doesn't have to be a lot of money. A small monthly contribution makes giving affordable to you and reliable for us, the Kellums household. We are uh, sustaining members, and we give a bit every month that adds up at the end of the year. Whether it's a one-time gift, a gift membership, or you become a sustaining member, or you increase your sustaining membership, all of those options available at supportkuaf.com. And in the spirit of giving, one of the giveaways that we're doing here at KUAF is the double CD. It's yes. live music, 25 different performances over the last year from a collaboration of stuff you heard on Ozarks at Large, stuff you heard from the lunch hour, and just something you're not going to find anywhere else out there. For $10 a month or $120 gift, you can secure yourself one of those double CDs. Um, it's not something you're going to find any other time of year. Nope. And you're not going to find it on Spotify, Apple Music. It's a once-in-a-time way to get a gift. All right. To be fair, if you wanted to spend several hours on, on <laughs> online, sure. you could go to each of the lunch hour performances that you can find on YouTube. You could go back through the Ozarks at Larges that are archived throughout the year, and you could put it together. But that's not that's not. Efficient? No, 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 no. And that's going to be a lot harder to just pop in your car CD and go, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so it is I, – we can't say you won't find this collection anywhere else. That's true. You won't find this collection. You won't find it curated <laughs> quite the way that those of us here at KUAF and, and predominantly Timothy Dennis has done on yeah. your behalf. He's made it easy for you. And all you have to do in exchange for that is $10 a month or $120 gift to KUAF. You can make that gift today. Because this is the last day to do it yep. at supportkuaf.com. 
Arkansas Community Foundation supports local ARCF offices to help Arkansans learn how to make an impact through investing in long-term solutions and local giving opportunities in every corner of our state. More at ARCF.org. Theater Squared presents the inventive, magic-filled T2 adaptation of A Christmas Carol. You can experience this reimagination of Dickens' classic ghost story and set the stage for a new holiday tradition for your whole family. On stage through December 24th, 777-7477 or theater2.org for tickets. This is Ozarks at Large. If you would have told me when 2022 began that I would have not one, not two, but three conversations about Pinocchio on this program in 2022, I would have doubted you. But Courtney Lanning has talked about a previous edition or a previous version of Pinocchio that was released this year. There was a re-release of the original novel, which I talked about with Pastor Clint Schneckloth. Now Courtney Lanning is back to talk about another version of Pinocchio, Courtney, welcome back. What's going on with Pinocchio in 2022? Kyle, thanks for having me. And I guess it's just the year of the puppet. I don't know. I I guess I should have checked the Zodiac or something to make sure uh, (laughs) I knew what I was talking about. Um, But Pinocchio, as I'm sure you're aware, is not a new story. It has been around since the 1880s, courtesy of an Italian author. And yet here we are with a second filmed version available to watch this year. The first one you and I talked about a few months ago, it had Tom Hanks, right? It did, and it was an abomination, as Lilo would say from Lilo and Stitch, an abomination. (laughs) Um, It was quite awful. I'm happy to report that uh, this new version coming to Netflix today uh, from director Guillermo del Toro, this version is what I would call Godlike craft. Oh. It is the polar opposite of the Disney live action Pinocchio we talked about a couple months ago. Now, when I hear Guillermo del Toro, I think, uh oh, this could be dark. This could be a little bit sinister. It is. Um, and if you, if you are familiar with his work, and I consider myself a fan, I think he's one of the, the best directors we have in Hollywood working today. Uh, dark and crafty that's kind of his bread and butter he dark fantasy is is a genre he's very well versed in uh if you watched hellboy obviously you know that um but this this isn't the 1940s pinocchio the old disney cartoon that we've all seen before del toro departs from the traditional story and he weaves in so much more dark fantasy and and supernatural lore, and, and even world history. It's it's a wildly inventive story. One thing I learned from my conversation with Pastor Clinch Nickloth uh, when he reread the novel is that Geppetto is kind of a sad figure. I wonder if that's the case here. It is, and that's one of the things that I appreciate, uh, just comparing this version to the Disney version. In Disney's version, they kind of dance around and hint at the fact that Maybe Tom Hanks used to have a son that he lost. They don't show it. They just kind of, we don't have time for that. He's got a kid. Pinocchio's the new kid. Move on. Puppet, dance, go. Uh, Del Toro takes the time in an opening five-minute scene to show us a loving relationship between Geppetto, who already lost his wife, and his loving son. Uh, It is the epitome of a fantastic relationship between father and son. Young boy, the father clearly dotes on him, teach him teaches him his woods craftsmanship and, uh, you know, they work on art together. Uh, he sings to him a song that his wife used to sing every night before bed. It's, it's a tragic, tragic scene when he then dies a few minutes later. And then obviously Pinocchio mm. comes into the movie a little after that. So this is a much, uh, I don't know if realistic, I mean, you're talking about a puppet who's trying to become a boy, but this sounds like it is much more human than the other versions we've seen? It is. There's definitely a humanistic element. Um, when Geppetto loses his son, um, obviously he falls to pieces, as any parent would, turns to drink, gives up his, his woodcraft, um, barely eats, just really falls to pieces. Um, and I think it's it's a, a more realistic take on loss and tragedy and the value of life. Um, within Del Toro's version of Pinocchio, and and this is stop motion animation. It is, um, and you can 
you can really feel the creativity in every frame. Uh, this, of course, like you said, stop motion animated film, just like Wendell and Wild that we talked about about a month ago. All of the individual characters are, are painted and colored and carved beautifully. There's so many creative shots. You would imagine that given how difficult it is to make a stop motion animated film where they're taking hundreds of thousands of pictures and then playing them in rapid sequence to give the illusion of movement, you would think that given the enormity of that task, they might try to cut corners somewhere, but Del Toro doesn't allow that. He makes sure that every shot is creative, every line of dialogue is inventive and meaningful. It's easily one of the best films of 2022. All right, and it's on Netflix beginning today. The full review from Courtney can be read in today's Arkansas Democrat Gazette. What else is, uh, what else is new? You know, also coming to Netflix this week is Matilda the Musical. Speaking of polar opposites. <laughs> Speaking of polar opposites, you're right. Uh, I don't know how many folks grew up with the film Matilda, but now we have a musical to look forward to, also based off the same book. Now, next week, you're going to talk to us about a movie that's some people have been waiting for, for, I don't know, 10, 15 years? That's right. Um, and one that I remain a little skeptical of, but we'll see how it turns out. I, I will talk to you next week about Avatar the way of water, which will easily be the most expensive film to come out this year. Well, it's James Cameron. So it could make a billion dollars because Titanic did. And the first avatar movie did. So this is a high bar he has set for himself. It is. Uh, and while I would have much preferred him to work on Alita battle angel two, this is the sequel he chose to work on instead, along with seven other sequels, apparently. <laughs> and we'll see how he does. Courtney Lanning's review in today's Democrat Gazette. Pinocchio on Netflix beginning today. Courtney reviews movies for us. She also does impersonations of Lilo from Lilo and Stitch. And she doesn't have James, <laughs> James Cameron's phone number. But we'll be back together next week. Courtney, thank you. Thanks, Kyle. The KUAF Giving Tree has been lit. This annual program from your public radio station benefits an area nonprofit that's looking for help from our community. This month of December, we're partnering with Seven Hills Homeless Center, which works to develop and implement collaborative local solutions that foster hope, opportunity, and stability for people experiencing homelessness. Seven Hills provides a wide range of basic needs and housing services and works with other groups to help decrease homelessness in our community. Right now, Seven Hills' biggest needs are canned soups, coats, socks, gloves, and winter hats. You can drop off your donation of new or gently used items at KUAF, 9 South School Avenue in Fayetteville. You can find more information about Seven Hills at sevenhillscenter.org. The Giving Tree and KUAF Public Radio make your voice matter. This is Ozarks at Large. We're back one last time. With resident Santa Claus, Ryan Versi. Ryan, you've got a few more things to give away for this holiday giveaway. Indeed I do, Matthew. Indeed I do. So up next, we have a $100 gift certificate to the Fayetteville Farmer's Market. And that goes to Stephanie Anderson of Bella Vista. I would just go all in on sweet corn. I'd get $100 worth of sweet corn. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a bad idea. Yeah. But are you going to be able to eat $100? You don't get it all at once. Okay, good. <laughs> just making, I just wanted to clarify. Listen, I am I am here for sweet corn. I, I will tell you that I have actually been in a corn on the cob eating contest. Did you win? I did not. I came in second. Mm. Nice. Who nice. came in first? Dr. Jeanine Perry. Okay. <laughs> we were the only two competitors. Uh, okay. <laughs> I got the silver medal. All right. Up next, we've got... David Adams Fine Jewelers. We have one of two Sterling Silver Mothers rings. So there's two prizes here, two winners. Dan Kelly of Elkins. Very good. And Gail Hollick of City's not listed here. But Gail Hollick. Very good. Somewhere huh? in Arkansas. Um, next, we've got a $50 gift card from Dixon Street Bookshop. Doug Jones is going to have a great time going through some of those books. Oh. I, I actually think that would be very tough because I get almost literally lost in the stacks at Dixon oh, Street yeah. Bookshop. I well, love that place. And you can get a lot for 50 bucks there. Yeah, yeah, that, will yeah. Do, that will go a yeah. long way. You fill a whole a bookshelf with you that. You could very possibly fill a bookshelf. Congratulations, Doug, on that one. All right. And last but not least, I've got two tickets to Spaceberry mm. Music Festival in 2023. And that goes to Drumroll, please. 
Casey Tucker of Fayetteville. Very nice. Congratulations, Casey Tucker. Congratulations to all the winners. Again, you will be contacted sometime throughout the course of today by myself um, to let you know how to claim your prize. Very good. Ryan Versi, thank you so much for your help with absolutely, this. Absolutely. absolutely. We're, we're always happy to have you in here. I'm always happy to be in here giving stuff away. That's right. All right. Thank, all right. thank you very much. This is Ozarks at Large. I'm Matthew Moore. I'm Kyle Kellams. Thank you so much for being with us on this Friday. Think about how you discovered public radio. In the backseat of your parents' car, maybe? Commuting to work, scanning the radio. Or maybe it was from a podcast. Before you knew it, you went from discovery to listening every day to telling other friends about the stories you hear and all the programs you love. Yesterday, Kyle, I was sitting uh, in the control room pitching and saw one of the comments said that I depend on KUAF every day. And as a school teacher, someone heard from me every day saying, you know, I just heard this thing Mm -hmm. on NPR. And it's true. We hear that from folks all the time. Yeah. During the season of giving on air fundraiser, you can make a gift to help pay for the programs you value. We rely on our contributing listeners for the largest share of the funding that keeps all of your favorite programs coming to you. You can make a gift of any amount by going to support KUAF. Matthew, I think I've asked you before how you discovered NPR, and I think it was through podcasts. Is it that was, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. I uh, I heard about uh, podcasts when I was in college, and uh, yeah, I did not grow up in an area where NPR was readily available, and uh, it was the first time I was really introduced to public radio at all. Yeah. So, I, I I think it's interesting that a lot of people remember how they were introduced to NPR because you don't think about necessarily how were you introduced to Amazon Prime or Netflix. I don't remember how I was introduced to CNN. (laughs) Well, I do because I watched it the day it started. (laughs) But that's neither here nor there. But there's that connection that NPR has with listeners, and it's that community. And I think it's part of the national public radio scene, but it's also part of what we do at KUAF. We feel like we're part of a community, and those types of notes that we get when people make a contribution, just reinforce that for me. Yeah, and it's interesting, too. I heard you saying yesterday that uh, the kinds of programs that people listen to and rely on are so yeah. different from each other, too, that it's it's everything from Science Friday and Hidden Brain to The Pick and Post and The Generic Blue Show. And people love all of those things for very different reasons, but you can't get that sort of variety and importance in one spot like you can here at KUAF. And you can ensure that you get that variety in one spot by going to supportkuaf.com. Crystal Bridges Museum of American Art invites guests to the final weeks of We the People, the Radical Notion of Democracy, featuring a rare original print of the U.S. Constitution. This unique experience is open through January 2nd. Admission to We the People is free. More information at crystalbridges.org. 1,115 days. My wife and I had moved to Fayetteville in August of 2019, both trying something new. She launched her own business as a professional organizer, and I started graduate school with the plan of going into public radio. We felt hopeful. We'd been married just over a year and decided we were ready to expand our family. And then a year passed. We met with an OBGYN to better understand what was causing the infertility we were experiencing. Turns out, it was me. I've always felt a bit, uh, let's say, underwhelmed with my masculinity. I'm short. I shop for shoes in the big kids section of the Nike website. I didn't grow leg hair until I was a senior in high school. And to find out that I was the reason we couldn't expand our family was a real gut punch, to say the least. My wife's OBGYN suggested that we do IUIs for several months before moving on to more intensive measures. IUI is short for intrauterine insemination. It's a process that uh, basically is pretty much what it sounds like. We had three failed attempts. The fourth attempt resulted in a positive pregnancy test. But after just seven days, we spent hours in the emergency room while my wife experienced a miscarriage. We tried one more IUI after that, which failed as well. There's just one clinic 
that provides in vitro fertilization services in the entire state of Arkansas. And it's in Little Rock. For Northwest Arkansans, the closest option is likely to go out of state to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And so we bought ourselves a Cherokee Pike Pass for the Toll Highway and started making our countless trips, two hours each way, to Tulsa, Oklahoma to begin the in vitro fertilization process. Our reproductive endocrinologist, who refers to my wife and I as kids, was confident we could conceive. Further testing of our infertility determined that the motility of the sperm was the issue, but now that we knew that, we could make it work. My wife would begin an abundance of medications, including subcutaneous shots in her stomach, to help her grow her uterus and ovulate as much as possible. The first objective was to grow as many eggs as possible and retrieve them. We would outpace the sunrise as we drove to Tulsa every other day for a month. Sign in, blood work, ultrasound, and back home. Four hours round trip for what was often a 10-minute visit. It's worth noting I'm lucky enough that my insurance provided some coverage for infertility. It didn't stop me from spending on some days five or six hours on the phone arguing with them over what should be covered how it should be covered, and why their coverage was completely inadequate in some very important areas. One of those being medication. My insurance plan offered a lifetime limited coverage of $7,500 for infertility medication. However, the only pharmacy that our insurance would cover charged $18,000. And that was just for the medications for my wife to prepare for the egg retrieval. This was just the first batch of many, many medications she would be taking. And so after many battles and arguments with our insurance, we decided to use a different pharmacy that only charged us around $4,000. During the egg retrieval, they collected five eggs, three of those fertilized, and two became embryos. Those two embryos went through genetic testing to ensure there were no issues that would result in a miscarriage or stillbirth. Both tests came back poorly, which means we had to start the whole process over. Sign in, blood work, ultrasound, home. Another egg retrieval. And this time... Guys, good stuff this time. I like that. We have two... One round of the waiting game was over, but then came, well, more waiting. We had planned on doing a transfer in June, but a coding error from insurance led to them refusing to pay for the second egg retrieval because they said we had already had this procedure before and that it was a duplicate. When we tried to correct the issue, we kept running into toll-free number purgatory with a different person on the line each time we called and no one able to answer our questions. Eventually, we got it worked out, but it was too late. We'd missed the deadline for June. And so, we waited some more. In August came more medications, more shots, more difficult shots, and more trips to Tulsa. In September, the first embryo was transferred. And after tens of thousands of dollars and 1,115 days, we finally got to expand our family. Stop it right now! (laughs) Stop it right now! I know that days may not really add up, but you're roughly around four weeks pregnant now. So um, you're, uh, you're going to continue all of the meds that you're currently on until you're about nine to ten weeks okay. pregnant. Thank you so much. All right, congratulations. Thank you. 
Bye. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh my god. I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> It worked. It worked. Oh my god. <laughs> there are two major points I learned through those 1,115 days. The first is how inadequate the access and coverage is for people going through infertility in the state of Arkansas. Arkansas is one of the few states that mandate insurance coverage for infertility. But as you heard from my story, it's deficient and doesn't cover appointments and procedures appropriately. There's a major gap between what is actually involved in the IVF process and what employers and their insurance providers believe actually happens. And it's not very helpful to mandate insurance coverage for a procedure that is unavailable to millions of Arkansans in their own state because they aren't able to drive to Little Rock dozens of times for appointments. The second point is the recognition that we so often have no idea the struggles that people are going through. Through that 1,115-day period, my wife and I were asked numerous times when we were going to have kids, when we were going to start growing our family. And every time we heard that from someone, it was just a dagger in our hearts. The pressure so many people struggling to get pregnant experience hearing these sorts of things from loved ones is one of the worst parts of the whole process. It's never okay to assume you know where people are in their journeys. And for some, a family is a family, even without children. For the two of us, we finally got to expand ours. Coming in June 2023, a baby boy. This is 91.3 KUAF, Fayetteville, Fort Smith, Bentonville, and Seligman, Missouri. KUAF is a listener-supported service of the School of Journalism and Strategic Media at the University of Arkansas. Kyle, I appreciated that uh, the thoughtfulness that went into the music yeah, at well, the end of that story. You know, need a little lullaby there. And Bruce Springsteen, obviously. Well, yeah, so merging our worlds. Exactly. There. Contributors today included Michael Tilley, Courtney Lanning, and Becca Martin-Brown. Big, big thank you. To Ryan Versi, KUAF's underwriting director, for playing along today. Matthew produced today's show in the Bruce and Ann Applegate News Studio 2. And thank you for supporting your public radio station, Ozarks at Large. From the Carver Center for Public Radio, I'm Kyle Kellams. I'm Matthew Moore. i got to mention, Matthew, that when Ryan was in here, uh, Ryan is not a morning person. Right. He also has a, a young child. Seven months old. Okay. And I was looking at him, and I don't mean this in any bad way, but you could tell that Ryan hadn't had a full eight hours of sleep. Sure. And I'm looking at him, and then I'm looking at you, and it's like, okay, <laughs> this is this is a bit of a glimpse into the future, Matthew. At you know later in 2023. Oh, trust me, I noticed that too. Okay, that <laughs> that thought that thought crossed my mind certainly. But it'll be worth it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your contributions to KUAF and keeping us doing what we're doing here, telling you stories every day that hopefully brighten your day and make your day just a little bit better. From the Carver Center for Public Radio, I'm Matthew Moore. I'm Kyle Kellams. Please take care of yourself.